and we are, say it with me, live. Good morning, everybody. It's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world. It is Bitcoin Ben going live from St. Louis, Missouri. Let me, I have to shut that guy up every morning. I, I got to figure out how to mute that right before it goes live. And it's only on LinkedIn Live. LinkedIn Live is like, you got to be on it or it like just like takes off on its own. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to the end of the world as we know it, apparently. All I hear is fun, 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 fun. But yet, when I talk to the big guys who are like law, like really in to it. Go, oh, there's my wife. Good morning, honey. How are you? Love you, girl. Hope you, hope you slept well. And I hope you have a great day. So, I got in this morning. All right. Oh, wait, no. On my morning drive, I get a call from a individual in let's say Asia Asia area we'll, we'll leave it real general uh, oh yeah it's it's the kitty cat pirate shirt Arg. <laughs> switch that off. Sorry for the sound, guys. They're out there weed-eating. So, I get a call from a friend of mine over in Asia. He's getting off work. I'm going to work. And he's like, what, what do you think's going on? This and that, this and that. He got a call from one of his biggest clients. I mean, this guy buys crypto like every other week. And we ain't talking a little bit of crypto. We're talking chunks like 20, 30 friggin' Bitcoin at a time chunks. God, I wish I could buy 20 Bitcoin at once. Would that be sweet? Okay, I digress. So, he's explaining how this guy's happy as hell. He's like, holy crap. All right, I want to buy this. He's scheduling every two weeks another buy for at least the next, like, four months. And it just shows me that 
the long-term people. Oh, and there's whispers in the wind that Michael Saylor is actually buying more friggin' Bitcoin as we speak right now because he wants to cost average lower. It's the difference between the uh, the newbies or the uh, the uh, the I don't want to call them let's call them unknowledgeable crypto investors is that they're they're looking at this on a day-by-day-by-day basis. They're looking at this with the eyes of a trader when they claim they're hodlers. See, there's a big difference. If you're a hodler, that means you have a four, five, six year time horizon. If you're a hodler, these drops, these drops are good because you know the happening structure. You know the adoption rate. If if you just take the halving structure of the Bitcoin and the adoption rate of the Bitcoin, then you know in four years you're up. You're way up every four years. So if if your time horizon is is less than th- two, three, or four years, then I guess I can understand why lower prices would bother you. But when your when you are Michael Saylor, these these drops, these drops, these are sales. He he's not looking at the dollar value. He's he's looking at how many Bitcoin he holds. Michael Saylor is never going to sell his Bitcoin. You have to understand that. Never. Never. Hey, Michael, when do you plan on selling? Never. Because he can leverage. 
This is the mindset of a billionaire. This is how you become a billionaire. You don't become a billionaire by freaking out with the herd. There's a reason that the herd aren't the billionaires. The billionaires are the people who actually who actually get in front of the herd and they actually buy what the herd sells. They're always in front of the herd. And that, that right there, oh, and everyone who joined me for the three-hour video last night, you understand what I'm talking about because we went through it all last night. And if you want to watch that three-hour video I did last night where we laid it all out, where at the end of this, everyone holding cryptos walks away giants. Michael Saylor's some ass. No, no, <laughs> no. Michael Saylor did not get liquidated. That's, that is not how he has it leveraged. All right. He's, he's not leveraged on a call margin. Right. That's not what he did. He he sold equities in his company. He sold termed equities in his company in order to purchase more actual Bitcoin. So Michael Saylor did not get a get anything liquidated once again not wealthy people know how to leverage poor people know how to borrow money that's the difference Leverage, leverage is not like when you and I, when we think of leverage, we think of a, uh, we think of like leverage on an exchange where you can get wiped out. That's not how 
a billionaire borrows money. It's you don't leverage an asset that has a call on it if you're a billionaire. That's that's not how it works. Ah, that's good. See, there's a privilege of being a billionaire. Number one, you got over a billion dollars, right? Or a billion dollars worth of assets. Oh, please hit the like and subscribe to the channel because Oh, I got you. No, 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 no. And, and I've heard Michael Saylor took a loan out on his own Bitcoin to purchase more Bitcoin. I've heard it on YouTube. I have no idea what could be true. No, I got you. No, 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 no. It's it's uh it's not your fault, on It's it's these shows that don't understand that that that's not how Michael Saylor would leverage his Bitcoin. All right, Michael Saylor is not your average holder. Right, he doesn't have to go to a company and leverage his Bitcoin. Michael Saylor, if he wanted to leverage his private Bitcoin and purchase more actual Bitcoin, he, he would probably do it with a friend. It'd be a whole lot easier on him. That's because you, you have to remember all these people, all these billionaires, they own multiple LLCs. They own multiple funds. They own multiple trusts. They, I guarantee Michael Saylor's Bitcoin is in a trust. It's, it's, and when I say in a trust, legally structured as a trust and not him just willy-nilly owning it and not claiming it as an asset in a trust. Right. Uh, somebody says, "Hey Ben, spend some words about Luna, please." All right, Luna is. I don't know everything about the Luna project. 
I didn't buy any. Um, I, um, I don't invest in stable coins or platforms that are going to need them. That, that's, that's not my bag. That's not what I do. Um, I've heard rumors that they basically got attacked and I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, I wouldn't doubt if the federal government, the plunge protection team, the CIA, the, uh, the Federal Reserve, and they're, they're friggin', you know, black ops. Don't think that the Federal Reserve isn't involved in market manipulation. That's all they do is market manipulation. That's the federal, uh, that's what the Federal Reserve does. That's its job is to manipulate markets. Look what's actually going on right now. Everything, everything going on right now is because of the manipulation of the markets by the Federal Reserve. Raising interest rates, lowering interest rates, purchasing bonds, purchasing, you know, uh, uh, equities, you know, purchasing uh, home loans. It's the Federal Reserve is the market manipulator. That's it. That's their job. They say it's their mandate. Our mandate is to manipulate the unemployment rate and manipulate the interest rate as to effectively alter the uh, inflation. That is market manipulation. That's the definition of market manipulation. And more power to them. Problem for them is now there is another system. See, the old system, the Federal Reserve, the, uh, the World Bank, all of the old system is dying. They're going bye-bye. They know it. They know they're in deep chip. Why do you think, oh, let's, let's break this down. And this is not being a conspiracy theorist. Let's think about this, all right? 
this this whole thing this 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 the last three years let's think about this what are the odds that the world gets hit by a pandemic right before an election that causes the whole world to shut down. When was the last time the whole world shut down because of a cold? God, when was the last time that we had mail-in ballots and drop box ballots on a nationwide election? Uh, yeah, that'd be never. When was the last time that as soon as the pandemic is over, all of a sudden, now we have a war? I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but all wars are planned. All military aggression is planned years ahead of the actual event. People don't wake up on Tuesday and go, you know what? Today would be a good day to invade X. Why not? It's Tuesday. Nothing better to do. All right. Right. All, all wars are agreed upon events by both sides. That's why they declare war. <laughs> it's, it's a planned event. It's like going to Chuck E. Cheese for these governments. They're like, well, let's see. All right, on Monday, we're going to have a meeting about Social Security. Um, we're basically going to alter that a little bit, adjust it for inflation. Then blah, blah, blah. Oh, then on Wednesday, we got that meeting about the um, 
the plan to invade, you know, whatever, or the meeting about the CIA going over and doing a little bit of business in uh, Cuba or whatever. There's black ops operations going on all the time. There are, there are, the plunge protection team itself is a team that makes sure the market doesn't plunge. It's the plunge protection team. Well, where the hell are they right now? Market's plunging. Where's the plunge protection team? Oh, they must have instructions. Let me check the schedule. All right. Plunge protection team. Hey, guys, let's let this market drop this time, okay? Don't protect it from a plunge this time. Isn't that pushing us into a recession on purpose? If you've got a plunge protection team and your market's plunging and you tell the plunge protection team to not protect the market from a plunge, isn't that planning the plunge? Bueller. Bueller? Yes. Exactly. The Fed has been propping up the market for the last 15 years. All of a sudden, now they're like, you know what? Let's let it come down. Yeah, I mean, why not? And why? Why now? Do you think they're setting up for something else? Do you think they're going to use this plunge? for something else? What could it be? Could it maybe be a great reset? Because if you're gonna reset, don't you have to slow the engine down? Maybe have it plunge? then you can reset the markets. See, P 
people have to realize there's nothing new under the sun. World War One was a setup for World War Two. World War Two was a setup for all the little wars afterwards. And once they ran out of countries to reorganize, that's when they switched over. Once the Soviet Union was gone, the big bad Soviet Union, then all of a sudden, the new big bad guys were the terrorists. <laughs> well, who's that? Oh, there's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. No, we'll let you know when we see a terrorist. Oh, yeah. When we see a terrorist, we're going to let you know they're a terrorist. All right. So then we have the 90s. Everyone and their brother is trying to blow up the trade centers. But who's successful? An ex-CIA asset living it under a mountain out in the middle of nowhere hijacks a couple of planes and flies the planes into the tops of the buildings. That then the buildings collapse. And then, not joking, building number seven, because of, listen to this term, See, we had building number one, building number two. Then we had building number seven that collapsed. Wait, building number seven didn't get hit. No, but this is the term that they told us caused the collapse of building number seven. Structural sympathy. What the fuck is structural sympathy? So you're telling me that building number seven was so emotionally impacted by the two buildings falling that it fell in solidarity with them?
and people bought it. People were like, well, yeah, that makes sense. It does. That's that's the equivalent of owning two cars. And as you back out of the driveway and get hit by a car, that your other car starts up, pulls out, and hits a tree with nobody driving it. That's called automobile structural sympathy. And yet, they wonder why people... See, I would have rather them say, we have no idea why Building 7 fell. No clue. I would believe that more than somebody telling me that the building fell because of structural sympathy. Because the mental gymnastics that you have to do to convince yourself that they're not flat out lying to you is Unbelievable. Like I said earlier, when you, we all know that there's an an entity in the federal government called the Plunge Protection Team. Why aren't they protecting us from a plunge in the markets right now. It's like it's like having car insurance but then you get into an accident and your car insurance company goes, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not insuring vehicles right now. What? Yeah. Um, as soon as you had the accident, we decided that We're not going to insure people right now. So, sorry. Huh? (laughs) This 
This, nobody has any faith in anything that any of these governments or financial institutions are saying. Why do you think that the crypto community, we trust the code, the code. You know why? Because we can't trust the people. The, the governments have, have, have whittled away the trust. There's none left. There's, there is none left. People my age and older and some younger people get it. We, we have been, or I have been, in an abusive relationship with my government for 47 years. Every year on eight, on at least April 15th, I get my ass whooped by the federal government. Every week that I get paid, I get my ass whooped by the government. You can't dial 911 and go, hey, the government's abusing me. 911's like, okay, well, we'll send you a bill. Thank you, 911. Thank you. <sighs> okay. My rant is somewhat over. I'm going to run an ad by the sponsor. If you get what I have been saying, you understand why cryptos are so important. You understand that the old, the old system is dying. It's in the throes of death. The, the actions that, that this government is doing the actions the Federal Reserve is doing is, is not from a place of strength. Please hit like and subscribe to the channel. Cryptos are the only way out. Think about that. Where else are we going to go? What other currency are we going to move to?
What other safe haven do we have except cryptocurrencies? <clears throat> Your choices are cryptocurrencies or corrupt government. I think I'll go with cryptocurrencies. This is why I and over a thousand people have already purchased a crypto-only laptop from Calix Solutions. Let's hear from the sponsor. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. Patrick right now is on vacation. He's out sitting by a pool drinking a little drinky drink. But also, laptops are available. Give us a call, 702-845-8276, or send us a text, and we will get a hold of you and walk you through the process and answer questions on the crypto-only laptops. Alrighty, now, pardon one. After this episode, I'm going to go on Patreon, and I'm going to continue, and we're going to talk about the 1940s. Actually, probably 19, no, we're going to talk about 1910 through 1920. Because I want you to see the similarities of what we're doing right now. In 1917, America went through a pandemic. People were, were arrested for not wearing masks. It was the lead-up to future events that look a whole lot like right now. 
And we're going to see just how similar 1910 through 1920 looks like the last three years. This, this is, it's the same playbook, my friends. It, it, they, they even did the same gold manipulation. They did the same currency manipulation. This is what the American people and the globe need to understand. That the, that the globalists have a playbook. They just keep repeating it over and over and over and over again. And the smart people, the intelligent people are leaving the old system, the Titanic that's going down. See, Joe Biden, the Federal Reserve, and all of the progressives in Washington, they're basically they're the musicians on the Titanic. They know it's going down, but they're trying to calm the people. Everything's okay. Yes, you're gonna die, but Here's a tune for you. You can tap your toe as you go underwater. See? The Federal Reserve is basically the gal in the movie. I don't remember her name. The rest of us are Jack. Right now, we're all out there floating on what looks like a wooden door. And, and for the last 15 years, the Rose, thank you, yes. The Federal Reserve is Rose. The rest of us are Jacks. Rose, for the last 15 years, has been saying, Jack, I'll never let you go. I'll never let you go. Then one minute later, guess what? She lets Jack go, and Jack floats his sorry dead ass to the bottom. Jack 
is us. We are the jackasses in this scenario. But those of us, those of us who are smart, we are already in a lifeboat. We're not going to be like Jack. Don't be like Jack. Don't be Jack. So, those of us involved in cryptos, these price drops, it, it's not changing our mind. It isn't changing the code of Bitcoin. Nothing has changed except the messaging. And who, who is telling us, oh, get away from Bitcoin. Get away from Bitcoin. Oh, holy cow. The government and mainstream media. Who is the biggest enemy of the American people? Hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I don't believe you are here to help. Here's a question. Hey, Ben, when do you realistically see Bitcoin hitting 100K? I don't care. When Bitcoin hits 100K, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to sell it. So when will it hit 100K? I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Because, see, what I'm doing when I buy the Bitcoin is I am actually, I am actually buying my freedom. See, as this environment grows, I think this is the angle that a lot of people don't see. As the use case for cryptos increases, as more and more platforms accepting and creating and interacting with cryptos increases. Eventually, my existence, I won't have to deal in the dollar. We're almost there where I can solely 
deal in cryptos. Easily. I cannot wait. Hey, where's Patrick? Hey, good morning, Patrick. Have a drink on me, brother. By the way, did I say give Patrick a call at 702-845-8276? I doubt he'll answer right now, but send him a text. What I'm saying is that event, eventually the cryptocurrency economy will be so large that none of us, all right, none of us will want dollars. Why would we want dollars? That is when I, I will be happiest, when I am completely out of, of the dollar system. I give it about three years, and I'll be completely out of the dollar system. So, all right, guys and gals, I'm going to wrap it up, and I'm going to jump over to Patreon. Like I said, if, if you're a fan of history, I'm going to go over how 1910 through 1920 looks oddly familiar to right now. Interesting. So, everyone, have a great day. Patrick, hope you're having a great day out. out uh, I, I better not say where he's at, at an undisclosed location. <clears throat> I wonder if there's any upside-down pineapples around. Patrick gets that joke. That's funny. Oh, man. Uh, don't forget to wear this shirt. Everybody, love you guys. Ah! Patrick is in the Amish Witness Protection Program. <laughs> He's out there making furniture. <laughs> Love you guys. See you guys on Patreon in about five minutes. Love you. Well, actually, probably closer to about 15 minutes. Love you guys. Bye-bye.